We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Winter Olympics Best Bets. Yes, if you did not know, apparently the Winter Olympics is happening. It's in China. So uh, that's something we can bet on. That sounds like a lot of fun. For a Super Bowl bye week, we'll be back next Friday to go through our favorite gold, silver, and bronze prop bets for Super Bowl 56. So we have those Olympic bets, but I did want to kick things off by telling you to smash the like button to the video. Give me your favorite Olympics bet down in the description and sub to Mayo Media Network while you're at it. Rob Pizzola, Cam Stewart, we're both here. Cam, you're going to be live from Radio Row next week? You're damn right we are. We got some interviews lined up too with uh, some former NFLers. Uh, My boy, Ryan Leaf, Washington Mm. State Cougars. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Pac-Man Jones. We got a couple other Solomon Wilcots in the house. Uh, One of my favorites from the old time, great, great special teamer, Eric Metcalf, one of the most underrated. So we got a lot of uh, guys that we're going to hit. Gabe and I and the Sports Grid crew, we're down there, hopefully have a good time in LA. And then after LA, party time. See you guys. I go out to meet my girlfriend in Vegas for a week because I haven't had a vacation in two and a half years. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'm still bringing my equipment. But uh, yeah, it's going to be nice to get away as as, as I look at the two feet of snow on my driveway right now. Get bent, Winter. I'm out of here. (laughs) I will see you in Vegas. Yes. Yes. You're actually going to be playing uh, Summerlin when I'm going to be uh, staying uh, out there. Uh, I think we're going to the Sun Coast. I don't do uh, the strip anymore. I don't do, I used to uh, go to the El Cortez, my dump on uh, Fremont, and it used to be like $29 a night. You knew everybody, but as Pozzola probably will tell you, everything changes over time. People find about those little hidden gems, and now it's as expensive as these two. Oh, what a good, cool hotel. Like, you know what I mean? All these uh, hipsters are coming in there and taking over our hotel. I'm done. Now I go out to uh, where the locals play, the Sun Coast, uh, South Point. That's where it's at, and uh, I find you win a lot more out there as well. All right, well, let's jump into this. Before we get to the Olympics bets, and you can hit the time codes if you don't want to hear about this, but it's just I've been finding it really fascinating. And since the show is the Pat Mayo experience, not whatever the fuck your name is experience, I can talk about whatever I want on this show. So it came out 
like two days ago that Ian Poulter was offered, I think it was 20 million pounds to go play over in Saudi Arabia full time and give up like the Ryder Cup, European golf, everything like that, PGA Tour. And then it comes out last night that like Bryson got offered, I think it was $130 million. DJ is not saying how much that he was offered by this. Phil came out and essentially torched the PGA Tour for being too greedy and not giving the players any of the money, although Phil's like second in the Forbes like <laughs> m- richest athletes list what? like every year for the past like two decades. Either way, okay. apparently yeah. he wants more money out of this and... I'm trying to figure out whether or not anyone is going to take this or are they just going to use this, Rob, as leverage against the PGA Tour to get more money? I think it's probably the latter. There will be some sort of negotiations with the PGA Tour. Like anyone who takes it, unfortunately, like the way that our society is nowadays is going to view this person as greedy and they don't care about winning and whatever. Um, So there's like the that that part of it that you have to assess whenever you're just going to leave what's considered the best league in the world to take more money to play elsewhere. This kind of stuff happens in soccer all the time, by the way, with like Chinese league and Saudi Arabian league offering players an absurd amount of money to come over. And every once in a while, you just get one player that ends up going over in the peak of their career. But uh, I think it's probably unlikely to happen. I think the PGA is going to recognize that, uh, you know, we got to do something and, and pay our guys a little bit more money here, but Uh, I think it's interesting whenever all this stuff comes up, because I've always wondered about North American like major sports leagues and everyone kind of has a monopoly, right? You never see another league come in and be competitive. But at some point, you have to figure that all these leagues are greedy. Someone else would come along and say, you know what? I mean, we're just going to play these guys a lot more to come join our league. Uh, And I think that's an existential threat for a lot of these major sports leagues. So it'll be interesting to see. But if Bryson was off the PGA Tour, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't lose any sleep because I really can't stand watching the guy to be well, completely honest. Well, I, I mean, you can't stand watching Bryson. Like you might not like Bryson, but watching Bryson is one of like the top uh, I'm five. With Rob. I'm with watching, Rob. Watching it Bryson sucks. is like a top five thing that happens in golf. Right Actually now. it's the it's annoying. It's annoying. He's a tool. Uh, he made up a fake rivalry with Brooks Kepka. I got to hand it to the guy. He's pretty smart though, to get those extra monies. This is the whole thing about these guys. It's like, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, you got to fit. Oh, he's walking with his cleats in my interview, Brooks Kepka and him. And let's, oh yeah, I, I got an idea, Bryson. Let's go out and uh, have a drink and we'll figure this out. We can get all these tweets and, and get all that extra money for doing absolutely nothing, not doing anything on the tour. I think the whole thing's stupid. And by the way, Pat and, and Rob, Pat, you know I love golf as much as anybody. These guys are overpaid to begin with. Have you seen the purses in these tournaments? Anyway, I'm not going to get started. They are. They are. A guy who finishes T36 gets a monster paycheck, man. It's a joke. Sure, but but it's relative to how much money the, the tour is making. If the tour is making much? money How off does the tour pl- make that much money, too? That's what I'd like to know. How do they make that much money to pay these guys? Really? Sponsor- I, yeah. I, oh, I understand. I'm just saying it's ridiculous. But like, I, I don't. Like, they're, they're like... It, My point is that you have a major North American sports league who's making a shit ton of cash. And it's also a fucking league that has a bunch of guys with fake feuds who get paid for doing nothing. It is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh, we're going to get paid for popularity and tweets. Go fuck yourself. It's a fucking joke. Anyway, go out there and win. Well, here's the thing, though. Everyone see, I mean, I'm team Bryson. I like Bryson. But everyone else in the world hates Bryson. And like, so so now this comes out. What's the downside to Bryson taking this money? What, are they going to kill him some more? No. Like, people people already hate him. People already hate him. So why not have $130 million and really nothing changes in your life except you have to go play on this tour and maybe hang out with Greg Norman? 
It you know depends what, what you know he what? values. Exactly. Sorry, sorry, Rob. I'm just going to say, first of all, I don't hate Bryson DeChambeau. I just think he's a tool. And I think he's really annoying. And I don't like all the things that these guys done. They're fake little feuds and stuff like that. I see through your act. Like, you think we're stooges? We watch all this stuff. Anyway, science man, whatever. Oh, the driver, look at me. Yeah, guy, okay. Well, well, we'll see. Anyway, I love golf, Pat. You bet on it, too. You're amazing. You won awards with this stuff. But I'm just saying this whole sport, like, and Phil Mickelson, he's he's one to talk. Like, this is, un, this is unbelievable. But anyway, I would take the money, too. I can't be a hypocrite. I just, I just have issues. This is the only thing I have issues with. This stuff, due to popularity, you could be a guy like Ricky Fowler, who's done nothing for a long time, and cut a check where a guy's grinding out uh, cuts. That's the thing. I don't give I don't give a shit about your popularity. How did you finish? T36, you get a check for T36. T14, you get a check for T14. Fuck the social media bullshit. That's my statement. Fair enough. I mean, I, I think with Bryson or anyone who gets an offer from somewhere, it's a, it's a matter of what that inter- individual values, right? And if, if it's more important for Bryson to prove himself on tour and be the best in the world and what he's been working at, mm-hmm. then he's going to stick around. If not, if he values money over everything else, then he'll go. I mean, that everyone can make that decision. I, like, I, I, I really appreciate that Bryson does whatever he can to try to gain an edge. That's what I like about him. So like the spritzing of the golf balls on, on the driving range to mimic what the course conditions are. He spends an entire off season, you know, drive, figuring out how to drive the ball 50 yards further so that he can drive it way further than everyone else. I appreciate that commitment to getting better at the sport and trying to figure out a way to gain an edge. I just can't handle watching the guy on the course. Like it's so annoying. I watch his YouTube channel. He's a completely different person like as an actual human being, but you put this guy in some sort of competitive environment and he becomes like the, the worst person on the planet in that type of situation. So that's my opinion on Bryson. But I mean, to each their own in terms of what they value. If I got, you know, someone started paying me, you know, five times what I was making betting on sports to go bet on sports somewhere else, then I'm going to go do that probably because I value money. Uh, I don't care about being the best sports better around. That doesn't bother me. I just want to make money and retire early. That's what it's about for me. For other people, it's very different. So we'll see. But I, I think Bryson's more of a competitive guy. I just see like the entire, and I don't know why this is necessarily. Maybe they're in bed with the PGA Tour. Maybe it's just an extreme dislike of the Saudis. And I mean, I, I get that part of it, of why you wouldn't want to go do that. But I think if people from the rest of the world look the other way, that maybe they would have some more conversations to be had i don't know but like all of golf media cam is like how yeah. dare how dare you even consider well, this we're not golf media we're guys who bet on golf you you write about it i bet it you know and uh, and we've been doing it uh, for a long time and doing it successfully here's the thing i'm gonna tell you though i got a lot of issues with the pga tour i think this i think this sport I, i'm watching tournaments where guys win at 30 under it's very simple you make rough longer you do. You don't make courses longer. You actually make them shorter with more penal, with, with like bigger bunkers, more water, and rough. But you know what? Ooh, we're golfers. Oh, you can't embarrass us. I remember when the Canadian Open was one at a four underscore. Good luck. They they don't have they have majors into the twenties now. And another thing, Pat, if I was in charge of things, there's no more BS. This guy plays Bridgestone. This guy plays Nike. This guy plays TaylorMade at the Masters. We play a Masters ball. Everything is conformed. Everybody's on the same playing field. I have a lot of different opinions, opinions about this stuff. And I think the RNA and PGA tour should get together because 
I love the sport. I'm watching these tournaments though. These guys are going so damn low now, like, and you're making it easy for them. Like the sport needs to be much harder. That's why we like the majors. It's, uh, it's ridiculous right now. I'm seeing like back in the day, Joe Durant winning at minus 38, get bent. It's, it's nuts. Come on. Rob, I, I'm just trying to like. You agree, Pat? Like, do you, like I, you're a smart guy. It depends. Don't you it, like it, think it, there's it, a problem? It, it depends on the tournament, I think. I think these early season tournaments, the ones in Hawaii, the resort courses, I mean, I don't care yeah. if it goes to 30 under, someone still has to win. But I do, yeah. I do like the tournaments more. Like, even at Torrey Pines with 15 under being a winning score. Like, it didn't, I play, like Torrey Pines. It didn't play easy by any stretch mm -hmm. of the imagination. It seemed difficult. There was a bunch of guys who finished overpower. So I think if you can sprinkle in five to ten of those tournaments and make sure that all the majors are really hard i think i'm good with that like i don't mind okay. I, every once in a while i want to kick back and watch people go pins pin stocking it sucks from a betting perspective when you get into like the minus 25 because it becomes like the randomness really goes out the window because it becomes a putting competition which inherently makes more of the field in play when you have these more difficult there goes there it, goes willie zalatoris yeah the putting competition he gone well <laughs> when you have these more difficult courses the the cream of talent tends to rise to the top over four days versus one of these other ones where someone could just have a heater putter for two rounds go 12 mm -hmm. under 12 under and then they just need to play okay golf the rest of the time and they win so i'm kind of torn on it that it's not that part that bothers me it's just Rob hit on it. Like the PGA is printing money right now. Like the, the yeah. business, the, the purses, the purses being put up for this tournament are generally from the sponsors. So they need to recoup that by selling tickets at the event and everything like that. And the PGA is what just keeping the TV money. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, what we all have to realize is every single one of these major North American sports leagues, not just the PGA tour, they're, they're, they're a business. They're in everything it to make is. money, yep. right? They're going to try to do what they do. Um, and get away with underpaying the players as much as possible. They're going to do stuff where like, like the, the cam cams option of having one tour ball, it would never happen because they're making so much money off sponsorship. I just said at the masters or certainly, right, like, right. right. I think things need to be different. Like it's a special tournament, right? It's just one of those things. And this guy's got this type of driver. How do I like, you know what I mean? I, I just I, conforming things. I know this is probably a, an archaic old man, get off my lawn type type of opinion, but I think it works at the masters because it's a really special tournament. Right. And I just, I think certain things need to be sacred and to Pat's point, you're right. Like I also, another thing, Pat, with these stupid tournaments at three courses, I can't bet first round leader. I can't do this group. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, it's, it's actually, they're hurting themselves from a betting perspective because they're on these course rotations and we know, you know, uh, one course Monterey's easier than this and blah, 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 blah. Like we saw it the other time guys are going low on one track and then they're, and then they're shooting a million on another and you can't really do Hey, you want more betting and you want more stuff for your sport. That's the issue that I have, I guess, with the, the California swing in these early tournaments. I, it's, it's not good from the bet for the better. They are getting way more handle though. The, the, the three fastest growing sports in terms of betting handle in North America are soccer, basketball, and golf. Golf had the big, like, the great thing for them was when COVID happened, they were one of the first leagues back. Yep. It was everything that like there was, everyone was betting on golf and a, a lot of people have hung around there. So they kind of got lucky from that sense and just the timing of things. But yeah, I mean, I, I get your point, Cam, about like the competitive spirit. Like I'm a Formula One fan, right? And I watch every race knowing that two cars can win. The, exactly. You know, two teams can win. And yes. I always think to myself, like, I'd love to see all these guys in the same car. 
Yes. Like, and see who the actual best driver is. But that will never, ever happen, obviously. But, it's, but Rob, so that's, that, that's a great point you bring up. That's the way it should happen. The guy's not a better driver. He's got better equipment. That's the thing. Like, what, I forget what company it was. My, my buddy used to go down to their, like, their meetings in Montreal and stuff. I think they went under. But they were really good. They, like, grinded out. And they just got bought, bought out, basically, by the bigger cars. He's a huge F1 guy. It's disgusting. Like he, and he thinks like you. He's a very, very critical thinker, smart guy. He said the same thing. It's ridiculous. He goes, I could see one of my drivers in, in the best car. He's going to crush these guys. But he's dealing with junk. Yep. That's the whole thing. I'm not saying the balls and whatever are junk. I just want conformity so we actually see who is the best instead of this advantage and that. But uh, anyway, we move on. Uh, I can't believe they offered Ian Poulter 20 million pounds. I like <laughs> Poulter with his plaid pants and all, but really, is he that much of an attraction? Like, he's getting, getting kind of up there too, guys. Come I, on. I, 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 think, I, I like Rod Stewart. He's all right. I think they just need names. Anyone with yeah. a name. And they need one person to sign, and then it's going to make it okay for yeah. everyone else to sign. And honestly, this league might go out of business in three years. So you go take your, ask for your money up front, get it, and then just come back to the PGA Tour afterwards. Yeah, you never know what those sheiks are, are doing. Are, are these the, guys uh, welcome back, though? <laughs> are they welcome back? Like, that's the one thing yes. to consider as well, do right? You, do you think that the PGA Tour has that much integrity? They wouldn't, if a lot of them left, if it was Phil and Dustin and Bryson and like, like legitimate names that left, you don't think they would welcome them back? I, I don't know because I, I don't know the organization well enough, but I do think that there's definitely people on this planet that would give the, like a big fuck you to anyone who's, who walks away. And like, it's, that's probably a conversation that happens at this point with the PGA. Like you need legal documentation, right? It's like, if you guys leave, this is the consequences. Like you can't come back for a certain amount of time right. or well, whatever. Well, right? Well, right. What happens with unsanctioned things like the WGCs, whether they're in partnership with the PGA tour, but they're not yeah, PGA, the, well, the masters, for example. I mean, that's owned by the masters. Would Phil still be allowed to play in the masters? Yes. I he's a, he's a I masters so. winner. Yep. Yeah. I would get, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into the legalities of how this could possibly work out. But I do think that whenever you have the threat of, like, your superstars leaving your sport, there's probably a conversation that happens between the, the league and that superstar saying, okay, what do we need to do to keep you around, for one? If that doesn't work, it's, okay, just so you realize what's happening and what's at stake for you here, if you walk away now, you're walking away for good. I'm not saying that that's necessarily going to be what what happens, but like I, that's like a totally plausible scenario in my opinion. See, I think the the better chance because I don't think this league is going to either work or be sustainable uh, whatsoever. Yeah. The move would actually be. I think the concept is right, especially if you're going to go overpay people to come play on your tour. But the combination of Greg Norman and Saudi Arabia probably isn't it. It's probably venture capitalists and Tiger Woods in four years' time. Yes. That Agreed. makes sense. Uh, you na- you nailed it. The, who knows these, what who knows what the shark's going to do with those monies? Either. The shark. He's got a lot. His hand. He's the shark's got. He's a shark for. He's got a hand hand in a lot of pies. Like you know, better check the books. But these spinoff <laughs> leagues, they they never work, right? Like we uh, hear about these a lot. We saw one tried the the um, what happened in soccer, European soccer this year, where they tried to form that super league with the 10 teams. And then basically UEFA said to them, well, if you guys form this super league, we're kicking all your teams out of champions league and we're kicking all your teams out of Europa league. And that folded within two days, right? Like it's just so hard to get players over to another, like these leagues really do have a monopoly. And unless the, the players are completely treated like garbage, which they're not on the PGA, they're all making very good incomes that like lots of tournaments happening. It's a very well run organization in my opinion, then it's it's very difficult to get something off the ground nowadays. So I, I think it's just like, 
Uh, I mean, I think what's very likely to happen is probably the PGA has some sort of internal meeting says, okay, we got to do something to make our players a little bit happier at this point. Uh, they do it and we move on as, as it is right now. You mentioned I gonna say you social meant- influencers for doing nothing. Hey, don't well, don't not nothing. Nothing. Cam, not nothing. Cam, don't yeah. besmirch my occupation, okay? <laughs> no what, Pat, but the difference is you're good at it. You know how to do all that stuff. I get it. But you didn't come up with some fake rivalry with me or Pizzol or whatever. It's an act. I mean, it's I can't, a freaking act. I mean, listen, man, and I'll, you can't I'll, be- I'll, I'll rival, I'll be a you can be we can get into a rivalry. I'll just cut you part of the paycheck that comes in for it. But, but you but wouldn't Cam, do that. You wouldn't do it. I, I don't know. I like wrestling, but uh, <laughs> I, I'd rather see a guy get paid for performance. It, it just bothers me with this popularity. Like guys like Fowler, like I just laugh. It's like Baker Mayfield doing commercials for Progressive. You're one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, but they pick you to do an ad. Like I just don't understand. Like I can understand if Tiger Woods is doing it. I can understand Justin Thomas. All these other guys. Yeah, no but, offense. I like Ricky Fowler, Pat, but he hasn't done shit in years. Yeah, but he shouldn't be part of this popularity. Well, he's done. He's doing some commercials money. now. He's doing some commercials. Yeah, who gives a fuck? He doesn't. Shot. He doesn't win. He doesn't make cuts. Yeah, he but nothing. But the, I mean, the Baker Mayfield thing actually makes a ton of sense to me of why he's in all these commercials because because he's, he's a loser. No, because all these corporations are looking at it. it's like we need a spokesperson for our brand. Who can we get? So essentially, these companies were investing in Baker Mayfield being good is essentially what happened. He he was the number one draft pick, and they were like, oh, we can get him for cheaper. It was like when Under Armour signed Steph Curry. And it was just like, or Jordan Spieth for that matter. They got them before they became too big, and it really benefited them. So these other companies are looking at like, hey, who are some rookies we can invest in that we think that are going to be good, that people are going to like? And Baker Mayfield just turned out not to be that guy. Ricky still sells, though. Ricky's not good, and he's still kids. Exactly. Little kids love Ricky. The, the promotional aspect of sports is massive. Like, think think about the UFC, okay? These guys hype fights like these guys actually want to murder one another. And then after the fight, these guys are hugging each other. You know what I said about you. We were just trying to, you know, like, it. it the promotional aspect of sport is massive. And listen, I, I mean, we live in a different era, obviously, Cam. Like, you know, incentivizing people for, you know, growing their social media following and things of that nature it's just drawing more attention to a younger demographic. I get it. But a yeah. lot of the time it's, I mean, Rob, you and Pat are very intelligent people. A lot of the time it's bullshit. You can yes. manipulate numbers so much. I, sure. Every Twitter follower that I have is a legit t- Twitter follower. I didn't have to oh. pay anybody. Oh, you know what? I, 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 I will confirm Ooh. that right now. Let's see. I'm, I'll do a Twitter audit yeah. at the same time as well. That's what I, I do. I guarantee. I don't even you know what the hell fake. a Twitter audit is. All oh. I know is I've never paid a cent <laughs> for anybody. And I don't care if you follow. I just want to be a friend to the community. If we have picks, I want us all to win together. I have a different approach to this shit. I'd rather just, you know, play. I, I, Anyway, I just, I'm a different cat, I guess. I understand. Like, I should probably doing, be doing a lot more, Pat, and I, I respect it. But you do it well. You know what? A lot what? of people do it, and they do it poorly. You have you ni- 97% of your followers are real people, Cam. That's pretty good. That's that's yeah. way higher than 99% of people. Yeah, your bot count is very low. So you took me over followers. on my uh, on authentics other than uh, robots, and I, and I covered the spread. Yeah. Right? For, yeah. for example, I have like 10,000 fake followers, apparently. I mean, I've never, well, paid, I've never paid for followers. They just kind of add up. No, I understand, Pat. But the thing is, you also are smart. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. And Pizzola, you guys are pretty sharp with technology. You put out those stories. I love reading your golf stuff. Link to here, 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 edit. 
I could barely turn on a computer. Like I'm no, actually wait, proud of myself when I figured this. out my phone last week. Exactly. You don't sell yourself short. You haven't tried to do these things. This, I'm going to tell you why I get frustrated. Okay. That's the thing. I don't, it's like when I get asked questions on trivia, even Morency was like, wow, you should be on trivia. Like I guessed yesterday, like uh, the, the, uh, how much a uh, curling rock weighs. I nailed it. I go, yeah, it's about, you know, between 30, like 40 pounds, almost like a bag of potatoes, right? Like I, I know things, but when it comes to technology, I find it very, you know what, Pat? I just don't have the mind. I'm like Homer Simpson. Why? Do you, you know, he's smashing the, like, I, I can't build things. It's just, it, it takes a calm, cool person to do that stuff. And I got to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm a very emotional guy. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to be better at that stuff, but you do a great job. You guys both do a very, and by the way, Rob, I joined BetStamp. Oh, I appreciate that. See, yeah. this is what I'm saying. Like you, you kind of sell yourself short on this stuff because you don't have a lot of experience with it. But frankly, you know, you, your power went out last week during the video. We were recording just like this. Your power goes out. Me and Pat are like, oh no, there's no way Cam's going to be able to figure this out on his phone. Five minutes later, you had figured it out on your phone. Like, yeah, like credit I, to you. But like, well, it's, it's, you yes. know, you, you just really haven't put yourself in the position to do these things yet. I probably, because it feels overwhelming and I completely understand that. But my point is that you're a lot smarter than you make it seem like you're not a dummy. You could easily figure all this stuff out as well. I worked with you for several years. So Rob, uh, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound like a jerk. I want an academic award in school. There, like, I, I want a documentary. I don't, I just, I, I just don't have patience. And the thing is actually doing stuff by myself, like Mayo and Mayo inspired me. I like, when I worked with him, I was always like, wow, I saw him cutting his own tape and stuff like that. I did I did shit on reel-to-reels with chalk and razor blades. It looks like people are doing coke rather than putting documentaries together. It's like, oh, you like my grease pencil? Like, these guys are on computers. Ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? And it's like, whoa. I watch Mayo edit stuff. It's like, it's fascinating. But the good news is, when you're your own guy, Mayo, I will say this about the company I, I work for now. There's no tech guy. No. When something goes wrong, I got to figure it out myself. So at least... I could do the basics. You get well, my drift? Like, well, I can't call anybody, the IT guy. I think a lot of this, too, and I think Rob and I benefit from this more than a lot of people, is that the age difference, I mean, Rob, I, I, I don't actually know how old you are. I assume that you and I are very much around the same age. And Cam, you're like eight to ten years older than us. Seven to ten years, let's say. But that gap, that seven-year gap between Rob and I's use of technology growing up and being integrated with computers, even at a very low level. Like, when was the first time you remember being on the internet, Rob? Like, sixth grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, somewhere around there? Even earlier than that. So I'm in my mid-30s, and uh, I used to have 10 hours a month of AOL, AOL. dial-up access. Uh, so that's what I first remember. I would have probably been in, like, grade, some th somewhere around grade three or four. But you're right, Pat. Like, my dad bought me a computer and I just, I learned everything myself just through experience, right? Like how to navigate everything. And I was brought up in, uh, on technology. So I guess it, that's a valid point because it's quite different, but yeah, I mean, for me, it was probably grade three when I first started using the internet somewhere around there. So, so the 13, I, 13 years older than you guys do. You, you sold me shirt, Pat. It must be the uh, oil of Olay skincare. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but 50, the, 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 whole, the whole point is like we were using yeah. computers in junior high, in high school, yeah. where it probably wouldn't have been available for you for like easy access till 
hell, you were probably at a college or like last few years oh, yeah. of college or something. We like used that. to have keyboarding, Pat. Like, you know, like there was no like internet. Like, this is how you type for a job if you get like a, a news, you know what I mean? Like, like keyboard, like we didn't have like, let's go on the internet and learn this and edit this. Yeah, you're right. It was pretty basic and uh, shit. But anyway, I, I respect you guys. And I, I guess I, that's why I gave myself a pat on the back last week. I'm kind of glad I figured it out. I just took a deep breath and went wild. It's just, a, it would be nice to, uh, you know, be better. Let's put it that way. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted something a bit more nutritious and filling in the morning rather than pounding my body full of carbs and feeling logy the entire day. But that's not been a problem since I started taking Athletic Greens. I have more energy. Uh, I'm feeling full throughout the course of the day, not going back and snacking. And just my energy level is so much higher. I'm getting my probiotics. I'm going to the can a ton. It's great. Feel great. Whole food source superfoods are included. 75 high quality vitamins and aptogens to help start my day right. It's been fantastic. I've been feeling a lot better throughout the course of the day. And people think green juice, it tastes like crap. Now, Athletic Greens doesn't. It actually tastes pretty good. I even gave some to Paul. I gave some to my wife. And now I can give some to you. That's coming up in a second, though. But it's a lifestyle friendly. Whether you're on keto or paleo or vegan or dairy-free or gluten, it all works for you. Like You can take it. No matter what diet that you're doing or what your health restrictions are, you can take take the athletic greens tons of people are taking some kind of multivitamins and it's important to choose which of the high quality ingredients your body is actually going to absorb but with ag1 athletic greens you get them all in one you don't have to have like eight thousand pills laying around in a schedule for them just take athletic greens you'll be good and it costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit and the founder of Athletic Greens, he founded it when he was experiencing a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to cut to recover. It cost him $100 per day. This doesn't. $3 per day is all that it's going to take. Right now, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash mayo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Gold picks for the 2022 Winter Olympics. I will start off, and yes. I am not going to pretend to be some sort of expert on the Winter Olympics. In fact, I hadn't even known they. I didn't know they had even started when we started recording the show. Apparently, some of the team sports, like Rob said, started last night for women's hockey, maybe even men's hockey at the same time. But here's what I'm going with as my gold pick. I consulted my curling guy, and this is what he gives me. He gives me even odds plus 100. Great Britain women. Top three finish in women's curling. That is my gold pick for the Winter Olympics. Excellent wow. pick. I Excellent love that pick. It, it, I, I was actually going to listen. We'll go gold, <laughs> silver, and bronze. But like I was mostly looking at long shots here. So it's very likely I'm going to go like 0-3, oh, 1-2, something like that. But my short list, I had Great Britain to win the gold in women's curling at plus 375 which I, I mean, I think is a fantastic bet based off of the four minutes of research I did <laughs> this morning on women's curling. But I was looking at metrics like force efficiency and hammer efficiency. Yes, they're a very strong defensive team. They allow less than five points allowed per game. Very good form for the British women as well. So I think that's a banger. 
I like the podium thing. I'd bet them at some gold. I think Sweden and Canada, as much as I hate to say it with Canadians, I'll root for them for gold. But I think those teams are a little bit overpriced relative to the Brits. Yeah, because I, I actually have another women's curling one coming up as my bronze pick in a little bit involving those other two teams that you mentioned. But yeah, this this seems to be one that you know, curling people are on board with. I got some curling. That's one good thing about living in Canada, Cam. I have some curling specialists in my life. They know. They know the stuff. They know. I love curling. And that Rob's right. The, the Brits, they play it like Pat. It's like a major in golf. They're happy with par. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just don't have one of those ends where they take like a three banger from you and like crush you. And that's the whole thing about curling. It's a patience game. It's just one of those things. And when you have hammer and have advantage, then, then you take advantage. But sometimes, you know, you, you'll even let them get one to avoid a disaster. So the Brits, I don't know how they got so good at curling, but they're amazing. Like, have you, like they're, I, I don't understand. Like, I thought they just drank tea and smoked a lot of cigarettes and got drunk at the pub. Like, I, when did Great Britain get great in curling? Isn't and watch it- out. I'll, I got another one. Watch out for China. These guys are figuring it out. Like I told you about India in the Summer Olympics and the country surging upwards. Chinese like uh, curling and winter sports, they're getting better and better all the time. See, I think the Japanese women are also a sleeper, yes, like long right, shot Rob. sleeper. You're Just right. based off of what I'm seeing in the world rankings, how they fared this year. Like I'm not going to be sit here and pretend I know everything about curling. But the reality is that the sports books that post these odds have no idea either. I can like from experience, I can tell you having consulted for sports books in the past, when the Olympics come around, they put one trader on it. They say, buddy, go ahead, throw up whatever lines you think that are fair lines, put some low limits on them. And you're like, we're not going to get burnt on the Olympics. So the reality is I think that a lot of these lines actually are soft and because we're Canadians, any sports books that service Canada as well are probably going to inflate the prices on Canadians since they know that that's going to be bet a little bit more. So when we're not betting on Canada, we're probably going to get good prices in events that people think Canadians are good at. So I think that's another thing to consider here for curling because everyone thinks, you know, Canada is the gold standard and you can get better prices elsewhere. Well, the other thing as well, when it comes to Olympic betting, you mentioned that they basically just have one guy throwing out. You mentioned the handle on the Olympics outside of when the pro hockey players are playing. Doesn't really receive much action in terms of the sports betting market whatsoever. And it does feel like, is is the Olympics, Rob, something that a lot of sites would cap your bet at? Yes. Because like I said, there's, uh, you know, you only have one person trading it. I, I'm speaking in generalities here, but the reality is pretty much anyone that's doing offering Olympics for this winter Olympics, they don't really have a bunch of dedicated people on it. Um, and because of that, when they're not really paying attention all that much, yeah, it's one of those things where they're going to set limits really low so that they, they're not overexposed on any specific outcome. And Basically, you'll have a trader who's checking their liabilities like every couple hours and being like, okay, we're getting a bunch of bets on this. We're going to have to move the odds in that market and they'll adjust that market. But because of that, yeah, you're, you're very unlikely to be able to make a big bet on the Olympics unless you're, uh, let's say, a VIP or long-term losing better at a sports book where they'll they'll increase your limit for you. That's the reality. Oh, well, okay. guess, guess who's not going to be limited? Pat Mayo. That's perfect news. Long-term loser right here. Cam, because it does seem to me like in the NFL, it's a very efficient market. Like, you know, Rob won't bet a game unless he feels like he has like a real edge on it, whether that be yeah. a full point, a half point, anything like that. With these Olympic markets, like there's a good chance 
that the viewers know more about these sports than the bookmakers making the odds for the sports. Excellent point, Pat. And uh, I don't know if this leads to me to my gold pick, but uh, Rob, do you want me? Is it okay if I go, go ahead? For it. Go ahead. Okay. Let's do it. Here, I'm going to go this. And this is from a listener. And I literally did same as you, Pat. Like you look at the standings and you look at recent results. And it's like, yes, men's alpine downhill. Mm. Beat. I don't even know this guy's name. His first name is Beat. Beat Fuse. Beat Fuse. Yeah. Like beat a drum. Take this guy podium minus 120. He's on fire. He's been great in his last events. Also, I'd sprinkle on the plus 350. He's the second choice behind Kill Day to win the uh, men's alpine uh, downhill. Beat Foos. Yeah, beat. Yeah, Kill, Kill, yeah, beat. This, this is Cus Guy right here. If, I, I, if you I got, like this. If you got I, beat in his name, then you know, that, that's all yeah. Cus is concerned <laughs> yeah. about. He's, he's so, the, he's tell the, him not to bet it because I've already bet it. He's, he's the Swiss downhill so. currently plus 300 at DraftKingsSportsbook.com yes. in order to win this. But you say minus 120 for a podium? Yeah, you're damn right, Pat. Let's do it. We're going to go uh, Yeah, beat, beat beat everybody. Beat, let's go. Bring home some money. Some Swiss, uh, what is it? Are we dealing with francs? I know they're on the Euro. But, Euro, uh, yeah. Euro, yeah. I, I'm, is, yeah, but is, it was, is Switzerland, is Switzerland can... on the Euro? Are you sure? Yes, well, they are. Yeah, we're going to find out. They are in the Euro. They're they in have the, to be. I know they're in the EU, but I mean, the monetary system also boils down to What's the their Euro. money? No, it, no, it, they're, it, on, they're, they're on the francs. francs. Yeah, they're on the I, francs. I, they're in the EU, yeah. but they wouldn't take the Euro. The Swiss franc, you know, the Swiss like yeah. the monies, okay? Pay me in, pay me in Frankfurters there, beat. Let's go, Franks. I, I, I'm in. Like, I like that go. they don't they don't conform like the rest of society does with the yeah. Euro. They the like Swiss to be are an interesting uh, lot. Like well, I've been to Switzerland before. What a beautiful, beautiful country. Lucerne, Switzerland is one of the most gorgeous places, man. Like I'll tell you, I love Switzerland. Yeah. Very expensive though. Because there's, well, there's two separate things. There's the European Union, obviously, in terms of the trade deals and everything like that and moving from country to country. But there's also the Eurozone as it pertains to using the currency. Because I believe like Denmark is, I mean, Denmark is in the EU, but I still mm-hmm. believe they use the kroner instead of using the yeah. euro. <laughs> That's the episode. That's you the got, Iceland, you got a kroner uh, comprehension currency. problem. Remember on the plane? Yeah. It was a hey, vegetable lasagna. <laughs> How's your kroner? <laughs> remember that? I do remember you got that. A kroner com- comprehension problem, guys. <laughs> hey, vegetable lasagna, shut up. Oh, man. <laughs> that was Classic. a great episode. Yeah, very funny. Elaine <laughs> yeah. right. was great in that episode. Oh, yeah, her, yes. yeah. So, so we Struggling. have beat Fuez for Cam. Fuez. Fuez, uh, in men's downhill alpine skiing, minus 120 to be on the podium. I have the Great Britain women curling top three finish, so a podium finish at even money. Rob, your gold selection at the Winter Olympics. I am going to go with the Great Britain men at plus 200 to win gold in men's curling. And they are skipped by Bruce Muat, who is Scottish. Actually, of can yes, yeah, of right. course you would. The Scots and love curling and golf. That's what they do. Part of the reason that we have Great Britain and Canada at the same price in this event is because of what I had mentioned earlier. Uh, most of the North American sports books, you're going to get people who want to bet Canada to win the gold, so you get like a little bit of an inflated price on Great Britain here. But if you do look at the metrics between these two teams over the last couple calendar years, the British have pretty much an edge across the board that's not to diminish the canadian team in any way but we're talking about the british team being the gold standard right now and probably not getting the credit because of the fact that they are british and no one thinks that british can curl even though they really can curl so i will take them at plus 200 um again for my picks this week i'm not really going for like sure things if i go one and two and win one of the plays i'll actually be happy with it but i i think this is a solid bet like 
I always come up with my own prices before I look at the market. <laughs> and when I was doing prices, I made Great Britain a big favorite in men's curling with Canada second, and we got them on an equal playing field. So I'll take the British. Okay, so Cam, when it yes? comes to, you could bet Canada most gold medals, 14 to mm-hmm. 1. I'm going to have to, I'm sorry, I'm not a good patriot. I'm going to have to pass. And well, Norway's favored, right? No, yeah, yeah, Norway. no, Norway's yeah the minus, thing about Norway, they crush in the biathlon, anything yeah. with a gun and cross-country skis and target shooting. These guys got ice in their veins. Like, I'm surprised there's no more Norwegian serial killers. They got nice straight hands. They don't shake. That's, that is the hardest sport to me in the world. You're skiing, your heart's racing through your head and you're knocking down targets like a, what a sport biathlon is, man. Uh, like, you cut, have to have some kind of skill. Cust claimed on Wednesday's show that biathlon would be very easy for him. Okay, this guy, I, I got... Okay. So you're telling me Tim Andercust on skis with an elevated heart rate sitting there, and, and then he's knocking targets down. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's never... I, I, lo- I love Andercust, but you can... Biathlon is like the hardest sport. You need endurance and you need a steady hand when your heart's bre- beating through your neck. Well, it's he, impossible. He said he went skiing six times in his life and has never shot a gun before. So why wouldn't he be good at it? Also, like the cross-country <laughs> skiing? So hard. So hard. It's, it's oh, so cross-country skiing is impossible. I, so I, I tried it up north. It's like, it is so hard, man. Like, it's the definition of pain. Like you, I, one time in my wife's like, let's go cross country skiing. Let's try it out or whatever. I'm like, all right, let's, let's give it a shot. I'll never cross country. I'd rather help a buddy life. move than cross country ski, like lift couches. Like it's I'd, hard, man. I'd it rather sucks. eat my own hand. I like, agree. I agree with eat my hand and yeah. go cross country. I, I agree. Like I, I, I don't, yes, yes. When I threw it out to Twitter about like the best bets, people kept giving me U S men's curling as the gold medal. Cause didn't they win last time, but wasn't it the same team the time before that? And it looked like they didn't know how to curl. I don't, I don't, I don't have a good enough memory to, but it's, it sounds familiar. I'll just say that the U S team apologies to my American friends who are watching and listening. They, they weren't on my radar for this event. So I I'd say like, it would be a, probably a really big upset if they ended up winning again. I mean, I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Gold medal, yeah, does. gold medal odds right now, cam overall. Norway, minus 400 to have most golds. Germany, yeah. six to one. The Russian Olympic Committee, nine to one. The USA, 14 to one. Canada, 18 to one. Any other nation not listed, 25 to one. The Netherlands, 33 to one. And China at 40 to one. Sweden's 80 to one. You know what? I would look at uh, Rock, Russian Olympic Rock. Committee, Rock. at nine to one. They're a communist country in China. And I've already been looking early in these games. The Chinese are doing a lot better than they think. I'm watching curling. They're covering numbers. They had a hockey game against uh, the Czech Republic plus two and a half. They lost three to one. They're in the game. I'm just going to say, and you know, when you go overseas, it's a different, different rule book. A lot of the time, the home team is going to get calls in these events. If it's not, or if it's a judge sport, it's just something to think about. China is going to, and Russia are going to do better. So I'm just saying, just from a theory of a communist country, I would look to nine to one with Russia to be, I don't, not saying they're going to win. Norway's going to win. But if you're looking for something in the plus, that's what country I would go with. And who knows how many of these athletes' families have been threatened by Putin going into another these games point. as well. Yeah, exactly. right? You always like, have to consider that they yes. might be pl- actually competing for their families' livelihoods going forward. Yeah, kind of like the Mexican soccer team in CONCACAF. Like they, if they lose another game, like guys are going to get clipped. I hate to say it, and we shouldn't be talking like that, but these guys <laughs> got problems. Like watching Canada yeah. beat you, that's not good for business when you go home. Click, 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 click. Additionally, when we look at yes. this, 
I saw one Belgium, I think it was a skier. Like, she's out. She couldn't do the quarantine. She didn't want to do it anymore. She's just out of the Olympics. She's going home. That I think that there is going to be some sort of impact. Like, doesn't that give China a huge advantage in this? That all the other yes. athletes need to come in and, like, basically be in a hotel by themselves for 21 days Great or point. something? And if China has COVID, you think they're going to tell it? Like, come on, man! This is China. Everything's going to be under the rug. It's kind of like the Super Bowl. You're not going to you're not going to have any tests before to have star players out. Like China's going to have every advantage, and Russia's uh, basically a wing of China when it comes to communism. So I think there's going to be a lot of shady stuff going on there, and I'd rather be on their sides from a betting perspective. You can see it. I mean, it's one of the it's one of the biggest home field advantages we've oh, probably ever seen. In our exactly. Life. Like, well, how do you put that into your supercomputer metrics? Rob, China at home. That's huge. It blows it up. There's smoke coming out the machine. Who it are, the, who are the political allies of China and who are the ones that China is like China and, and the hates. U.S. don't get along? Right. Exactly. The they, that, basically. Toast and they hate Canada, too, because we're buddies with U.S. So there's issues there. So we got to we got to fade Canada and the U.S. basically on a lot of these bets. Do they like Norway? Not really, but I think I, 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 no, I, I, I would assume indifference. indifference. Yes, I would assume indifference, too. But if a Norwegian standing in the in the way of Chinese getting gold to silver, things change. Well, I, of course. I, 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 and then you might get a lot of false positive, a lot of false positive tests. Yes. You never know. Listen, like, I've seen, a, we've obviously, like, we know about the doping scandals in the Olympics before with Russia, but I, I don't, I, we're joking about this, but I think it's only like a semi-joke. Like this stuff could very easily happen, right? Like China's going to be competing for a gold and they're underdogs or something. And all of a sudden you get a number of positive tests on the other team. Like, well, what about any what, sport that has to be judged? Oh, those oh yeah. Are, we're, yeah. Don't you're get done. me started on judge. You're, you're done. In my opinion, this is a, this might be a freezing cold take that a lot of people disagree with, but any sport where you cannot actually measure whether someone won or lost, like if we get to judging panels, I don't. I don't think I agree that with be you. An Olympic and event. I agree Period. with you, Rob. I was just watching the documentary, and by the way, Marenzi told me about it. It's called Bad Sport, mm-hmm. the biggest screw jobs. It's on Netflix. They showed the Canadian uh, pairs Figure competition skating. against the Russians. The biggest screw jobs. Soleil and Peltier. Peltier. Yes, that it was. And I watched the whole thing, and they got to the judge. It's Did, didn't the right. Russian team fall down in their routine? Yeah, they fell down and they still like Canada had a perfect routine. Like honest to God, it was just like even American, the American people, they were like, I can't believe you screwed Canada like this. Like everybody, the world came up. Rosie O'Donnell talked about it on her stupid show. That's not on the air anymore. I'm telling you, it was nuts. And, uh, and you know, Rob, I agree with you. Anything where you can get, cause you can get to a judge so easy. How's your envelope? You like diamonds? I got something for you. No, I'm with Rob. It's not a freezing cold take. It's a red hot take. Let's like, go. Like speed skating or or bobsled or loot. It's like, time. It's time. Yes. You're, you're doing something the fastest. You know, summer Olympics, high jump. You jump in the highest. We can measure that. But then you get into all this stuff where it's just like people watching and they're judging. I, I don't like that. I, I agree. I, I don't. I think I think we need to to the Olympics needs to become stuff that's measurable, period. No controversy. This is what happened. These were the times. This was the like the amount that was measured. That's it. We move on. I will say a hot take is going to be that it couldn't have turned out better for Soleil and Peltier for the rest of their lives than what happened. True. Yeah, they got a lot of attention from that. They ended up getting a a, A gold gold as well, right? They got the other the ceremony where they all got gold or what another sham of a ceremony. That was that was yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It it increased their popularity uh, tenfold. Are are they still together or they 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 split apart? 
Were they what ever together there? in the first place? Oh yeah, I think they were. They were oh, yeah, yeah, they were basically having sex on the ice. That routine was hot. <laughs> like it was soft porn. It really and, was. And, and no offense to the Russians, like you, you, they, oh, the Russian team so elegant. No, Canada was basically like if they could have taken their clothes off and done it naked in skates, they would have. It was red hot. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Silver. They, they they were definitely some something was going on behind the scenes there. Silver, silver picks, silver. Sir, I'm dying here. You okay? Oh man, that was yeah. No, I was just laughing. Don't you silver? Let's go with the team that I Let's go with the team that I don't want to come in silver. I need them to win gold here, but this seems to be the biggest market inefficiency out there right now. And Rob, I know you have a better number. I know that a lot of people have a better number, but even still looking at it today, the number seems off to me. It is uh, the rock. The rock says the Russian Olympic committee men's hockey team plus 175 to win gold. They are the only team with real players. I'm pretty sure. Yes, they are. Now, when we talk about real players, we also have like their Nikita Gusev is going to be on their first line, right? Like failed NHLer, basically. So yes, they do have real players relative to what everybody else is rolling out there, but it's not like the star Russians in the KHL nowadays are like miles ahead of everyone. I don't disagree with the bet. They should be favored by far. They're very likely to win. Uh, but like we've got to pump the, it's not like they're rolling out Sergei Fedorov to, you know, in his prime to play here. It's like their, their first liners are, are guys that didn't really cut it in the NHL. So um, that's the only, that's like me. I, I'm just clarifying. I agree with your bet, Pat. I, I think Russia is going to win the ROC, the Russian Olympic committee. That was, will win that the was my bet. That was my bet. We all going to bet that. Yeah, Everyone's going to bet. Like other than who else is going to beat? No, no offense to Canada. Like they're not going to win this. Hey, I, I, settle it, down. Daniel Winnick. Very important player for that team. <laughs> I like Daniel Wayne. <laughs> hard worker. Uh, what about F- Finland at four or four to one offers a little bit of, I guess they're like the team that could take out rock. I know yeah. nothing about these Russian goalies is the problem for me. Like typically all these Russian, like Vasilevsky, like, you know, Finland Shister, has good know, goalies, Rob. That's, that's what, what I'm do. saying. Like I could see maybe Finland just by virtue of having a good goalie steals a game or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's gotta be like Russia has got the best team. On the, on What's products. Finland to medal, Pat? Can I get a line here, like something low? No, fin- Finland no. to medal in in hockey. In hockey, is it like a buck forty? I'd lay the juice. They're gonna medal. Top three I mean, finish for Finland is minus one forty-five. Oh, sold. That's my silver pick. I was gonna take Rock. I'm going with Finland now. I don't want to lay juice, Pizzola. I prefer the pluses like you, but at forty-five cents, these guys are the second favorite. Like, come on, Finland, baby, Suomi. You know, though, Finland always has those games where, like, they, they have, like, 16 shots on net and can't score a goal, right? That's the problem. with. Oh, there's a I, problem with a lot of teams. Chris Kelios' son's playing for China, for God's sakes. This whole hockey tournament's got wait, problems. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. Chris Kelios' son is playing for the Chinese national team? Was he born You're in damn China? Right. They got a lot of they got a lot of Canadians and Americans on that team. If you don't make it to the other team, China, China's not screwing around. They actually might compete. They have a so couple what you're, like guys what you're saying is China is basically the Canadian farm team at this yes. point. Yeah, or a bunch of geezers and young guys. Well, yeah. because we remember that this happens in other sports. Like, remember um, the World Baseball Classic yeah. where Frank Catalanato is playing for Italy because he, <laughs> well, he, you know, yeah, if he, he can't be, make the USA team. Right. Yeah, it, saying. If, if your name is somewhat Italian, you can play for <laughs> exactly. Team Italy. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. Yes, I get it. All like, right. is, I don't is, know. 
like it, it's Russia, Finland, Canada, Sweden, Czech, Switzerland, USA. They're twenty to one. Uh, I know Paul was telling me he has money on Germany from before all the pros pulled out. But like, wouldn't Germany be a team to look at here, considering like probably their entire team just plays in Europe anyway, and they can send who they would be sending in the first place. Mm, I mean, the, the advantage of Germany would be dr like having dry side, all right, and uh, like that would you take. Uh, I don't know. I will say this about Germany, Rob and Pat. You guys might agree. Unders probably. Those guys love boring you to death with a with, with a stone cold New Jersey Devils Jacques Lemaire trap, and they try to beat you in a two to one, one to nothing game. Yes. They'll play. They'll play it tight to the vest. So if they're big dogs, I'd probably take Germany on the puck line. Germany, Finland, Switzerland are notorious under teams at these tournaments. They play like very trap style. And then you get like Russia, Czech Republic. And the U.S. usually are Slovakia. more. Oh, they opened up a little bit more. Yeah, more offensive style. I don't know if any of that applies this year because I actually looked at the rosters for these teams and I could probably identify maybe fifteen percent, if that, of the players going to the Olympics this year. But I mean, I I think that kind of makes it fun. Like a lot of people, I would have obviously loved to see NHL players there and some great hockey. But like, I'll still watch it regardless. And you might recognize a guy here or there that you haven't, you don't even remember existed. Like you watched play like seven years ago or something like that. Oh, I think uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch these games regardless. I'm looking at the top goal scorer right now. Eric Stahl oh. is playing in this tournament. Yes, he, he sure is. is. He's Team Canada captain, buddy. Oh, Michael top goal scorer. Oh, oh, my guy Michael Frolik is in the mix. Frolik. I like Michael Frolik. Good player. <laughs> yeah. um, top goal scorer. I've I've already. Uh, these are things I've actually bet. I did bet Nikita Gusev twenty-two to one. Good, and man. I bet Mikhail Grigorenko. 14 to one as well, just because of like, I think that by virtue of Russia likely to win this tournament, they're likely to play the most games and get to the finals. I was just basically looking through their squad and saying like, okay, who are the goal scorers lighting it up in the KHL? Who's going to get the power play time. And those were the two I identified, but like 14 to one and 22 to one on like good Russian goal scores, I think is very, a very good price. So I got Russia to win cam has finland to medal what's your silver pick rob um i'm gonna have to move around here a little see what i got going on all right we will go uh wow to the women's alpine slalom can i guess <laughs> sure go for it okay let's take a look i'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, talk for a bit because I, I gotta look here women's 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 alpine i think you're gonna go a little bit down the board Maybe not the top pick. Schifrin. That's actually a decent guess. Here's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take Lena Durr of Germany plus 333 to finish on the podium. So the thing with women's alpine slalom is you have two um, competitors. Cam mentioned Michaela Schifrin of the U.S. and Petra Velhova of Slovakia who are pretty heavily favored to finish one, two. And if you look at the results from this season and the world cup of slalom, they've been pretty consistently one, two. What I want to do when I'm trying to figure out someone who's going to come in third is someone who's been very consistent with their performances this year. So, the, and, the, so you're looking for the Matt Kuchar of yes, female. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Lena Durr, Durr is not going to be able Durr. to win the gold medal. There's going to be a lot of people in her price range that can win the gold. Because... She's not even listed, Rob. Is she listed? Yes. Yeah, Sarah Hector. No, I, I, got, I, I got her right different. here. DraftKings Sportsbook. Lena Durr, 22 Durr. to 1. Okay, but I'm looking for podium. Yeah. So anyways, she's not winning gold. Don't bet gold. 
because one of these two is going to win gold. But you want someone consistent who can come in on the podium, right? And all these other ones that have a higher ceiling, all I, other ones, what am I? All these other <laughs> sk- skiers that have a higher ceiling, they're going to be going for gold. They're going to be like, you, you run into your problems. You know what I'm saying? You're more likely to have a fall, have something happen. And that's what we're seeing consistently in the World Cup this year is other people, uh, other, other skiers in this price range have had a lot of did not finishes because it's very hard to compete with these top two. Lena Durr, Germany, to medal, plus 333. We're going to will it to happen. I was in the wrong sport. I had women's alpine Skiing? giant slalom. No, no, yeah. regular slalom. Yeah. Regular. Yeah. What, what, what is the difference between me. giant? Is it just a, is a bigger hill for one of them? Isn't it distance? Longer? Like yeah, I would say they giant. take you further up the hill, right? Yeah, I think yeah, they just yeah. take you up to the top instead of midway. That's my yes. my my feeling. I, 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 it's an educated guess. I think you're absolutely correct. I have no clue, but I'm guessing. I don't either, but I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. To let everyone know from the Wednesday show, we briefly talked about the Olympics. Chloe Kim is very Andercursed at this Olympics for snowboarding. Just I don't, I'm not I'm not touching the snowboarding categories. No, I'll uh, stay away. How about snowboarding bet, doesn't do it for me? How about you just bet America or Canada in snowboarding? I feel like you're going to do pretty well. Probably. Or, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't do, know. Do other that that, ju- that ginger other... guy, Sean White, he's a lock, right? No, I think I, that was like I, 20 I, years ago. Yeah, he's, he's competing though. Again, I <laughs> oh, think I just good. I don't. This guy can yeah. win. Are you putting money on Ross Rebliati too? I love Ross the Rebliati. Nice guy. I met him. Guy's cool dude. You smoke yeah, very misunderstood. He is misunderstood. The guy was a pro, pro marijuana like back in the day, and all these turkeys are popping pills and stuff like. He's like leave, leave him alone. Like, but on top nothing. of that, he only went to a party where they were smoking it. He wasn't smoking it himself, and they they got him on a technicality. They 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 screwed Ross. He won though, didn't he? Uh, he got his gold. Yeah, maybe maybe he got it back. There was a def- I don't know. I don't actually remember if he got it or not. Over under bong hits 17 and a half over like, yeah, come on. He's a nice guy though. I I, I'm a big fan. I really like that guy. Did you see that? Apparently Vancouver might host the 2030 Olympics again. It's a good spot. Vancouver's got everything. Why not? I mean, the people there, I mean, why not? It's just like a complete drain on the Canadian economy. If we're already, we're already screwed anyway. You see the way Trudeau gives away money. It's like, (laughs) you might as well go with like, just drop it from helicopters for everybody in every province. Like we, I feel sorry for the next generation, Pat. I hope you're a good father. And it leads to something big where you own a network and you two Pozzola bet stamp making some money because kids are doomed. Like you think we got it. Like they're like this. Our debt is just out of control, man. Like it's, it's people always ask me, Rob, why do you buy into this Ponzi scheme that is crypto? Well, this is exactly why I buy into crypto because like the, the governments are just printing dollars over and over. Oh, they, yeah. they, we're giving big dollar print, print. Let's print some more. It's devaluing the currency over time. Yeah. We're heading in a very bad direction. I mean, I don't want to like, I just want to say that's what came to mind right away. I'm not invest your own money however you want to do whatever you want. But like, yeah, I mean, Crypto is you like, get me in crypto, Rob. I already got on bet stamp. So part two is getting crypto. If I could get you onto crypto, yeah, then you could probably do anything that you don't what think is it? you can do. What's the one? Ether coin, ass coin? Like what do no, we got? Yeah, What's can, new? like you know, put like a little bit of your paycheck average co- your cost in every week. Put a buy a little bit of Ethereum. I'll give you a hundred bucks Bitcoin. every week and you invest it for me, and I'll give you a cut. How's that sound? Well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I would rather teach you how to do it. Oh, okay. No, no cut. Rob, 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 do it for you. 
No, it's work. Everybody deserves it. Even like 1%. Okay, you pack of smokes, but you don't smoke or something. Whatever you like, right? A nice lasagna. I'll take, I'll take a, a, a bottle of a 25-year-old Macallan. How about that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. No, you, you, would be a, you would be a fucking fancy. I, 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 Rob, I told you that when I went to that Italian stag, that's how I won versus the firefighters in that. It was a two. It, it was a camera two Drews, uh, Pat. It was his stag. Remember me against like the firefighters. These guys are ripped six packs look like absolute killers. I got that prosciutto yeah. frozen prosciutto. I'm not letting it go. I'm not letting it go. Two minutes and three seconds. Thank you. I'll take the $300 bottle, bottle of scotch and the full size prosciutto. I win. Why, See, you, why when you have there, the will. Well, well, hold on. Why, why were there? I wasn't there. Why were there beefcake firemen at Drew's bachelor party? I don't understand. But these guys were. I was very pissed off when we had a feats of strength competition. I'm like, I'm dead. But I want. I, it was simply won by will. They, I wanted the meat and I wanted the uh, and the scotch. These were they hired actors. Be, these were hired actors to boost Cam's self esteem. Hey, it works. Basically, what it was. He's, yeah, told, he's told the story. Hey, hey, he's told I don't this, care who they are. Hey, you I told won. the story three weeks in a row. Obviously, it worked. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, have I told the story ever? Well, week? you've told it before, oh. but one of the episodes you were drunk, so you might not remember that. Oh, one. okay. Anyway, I just don't know what's happening anymore. See what happens when you get older? You tell I'm like a grandpa. I'm telling the same damn stories all the time. Anyway, it was a good story though. It yeah. was a good story. I I, re- <laughs> I remember at my my stag, I had a, a a brand new mountain bike as a prize. Oh yeah. Which uh, what, we were doing what, a two. What is this world where you're giving out fucking prizes at your bachelor party? No, so it's different. Like it's cool. uh, it, Italians do like a what's called a, a stag, which is very different from the bachelor party. Bachelor parties, your closest friends, you go out, you get slosh, strip club, whatever, you do whatever you want to do. Um, the stag is more of a fundraising event for the groom, where the best man kind of plans a big, larger party, sometimes hundreds of people, um, and you know you hire some hostesses. You play a bunch of casino games. You have a bunch of prizes. You do a raffle and stuff like that. It's just a night where everyone open bar, get together, have a good time, and it it's great. a fundraiser for the group. Great, great, great times that year. It was great food. And it was uh, it was a great time. But Cam had his bicycle stolen from his uh, his apartment complex on the week of my stag as yeah. well. Some kids stole his bike. So when he walked into my stag and saw that a bicycle was one of the prizes, he was going to do whatever it took at all costs to win it. And the game we had was a toonie toss where basically you'd buy $10 worth of toonies and you toss them from, you know, quite a ways back. And whoever got it closest to the kickstand on the bike would win the bike. And Cam like very early set the target for like, he was close within a couple inches. And on like maybe the last throws of the night, he was beaten by one of my coworkers at the score. Gary Mancini? No, his name was Tuva. Tuva. Oh yeah, that guy. He stole my bike. He and Cam was not a happy guy. I wasn't. I worked hard for that bike. And I told these guys, please, like, this is all I need. Like, I really need this bicycle. Yeah, but he's a nice guy. But he, he was he, trying to broker deals. At, he was he like, was, guys, he was. you know, like, I, you know, <laughs> my bike was stolen this week. It would really mean a lot to me if, if I could have this bike. Yeah, it, was a, it was a good time. It was I, pathetic by me, actually. But yeah, it was good. Good night. I like to think of myself as a somewhat good salesman, but I was unable to convince. I, mean, I don't know about the stag thing. That, that sounds, is it an Italian thing? Is it an Ontario thing? I don't know. It's, but, it's honestly a Woodbridge thing. It's more yeah. of an Italian thing. Yeah. It, Raise it, money. Like it Italian doesn't really stuff. happen in Italy. This stuff doesn't happen yeah. in Italy. They come over here and they're like, no, no, what the hell are you guys doing? I don't know where it started, but it's, it's a kind of a tradition in the community that I grew up in. But I thought that we could earn a lot of revenue at my wife and I's wedding. I tried to convince her, I was like, look, we'll put up 10 grand. 
and be the bank. And we will set up a blackjack table at our wedding. And my D-Gen friends will spend, we can put it in the smoking section. They'll go outside, smoke cigarettes, play blackjack, and we will finance this entire thing in like three hours. But she wouldn't do it. I was all for I would have done. Oh, yeah. I, I wish I was there. Nothing says that. great party like taking money off your friends. <laughs> They would have loved. They would have loved to donate. <laughs> I know. It's for, yeah, for his wedding too. I'm the type of guy, though, Pat. I take you for three dimes. See ya. About <laughs> you're supposed to give it to the couple. It's yeah, like, but what that, a night that's I had the a blackjack. Oh, look, uh, oh yeah, but look, look, there's one or two guys that are probably gonna win. But you know, the other 13 yeah. guys who are like oh. who are like pacing behind the person who's not done yet. <laughs> uh, they're gonna get in. They're gonna lose their money. Not a problem. The problem was there was no ATM, and my wife was like, "This is our wedding." What are we? What are you talking about? And I was like, I, don't, I would enjoy it if I went to a wedding and they you had should have trusted you, and that I would have blackjack that I could play. Yeah, exactly. Have we done bronze picks yet? We have not. Hit me with your bronze oh. pick. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go uh, to curling again. Did you guys pick mixed or are you doing men's? And no, ladies? no, you go for mixed. We haven't talked mixed yet. Oh, I'm good, interested good. in this one. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna go with Great Britain mixed oh. plus uh, 240. That's uh, everyone's talking Canada. I watched. Uh, Holman and Morris play. They were God, like he was awful. I don't know. Maybe he's going to get it back together, but great Britain's just great at curling. I think they're a dangerous team. And I got one for you too here, guys. So great Britain plus two forty. And if you want a super dark horse and mixed China, 22 to one, China. just a little sprinkle. Someone, yeah, uh, China. someone yeah, gave me that uh, when I, when I went through the, the entire, uh, whatever it was, that was, I asked people for their best bet for the Olympics on Twitter. That was someone's best bet. China mixed doubles curl or mixed, curling wow. 22 to 1. 22 to 1 you gotta bet it like these guys are actually good they compete they can go to the finals and win good sounds, hedge sounds like we're heavily invested in british curling this year we but, sure are but in, in fairness these are all scottish curlers right yes correct or, yes yeah 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 no, yeah they're not from freaking Lancaster. Uh, yeah 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 hello everybody yes, I'm from uh, wilfordshire no they're from freaking glasgow and edinburgh we chuck rocks that's what we do. I got, I, t- I told you, Pat, though, we got to come up with curling teasers, two and a half rocks, this and that. Like, I, I think it's a great idea, but nobody's listening. Uh, I have, it, Rob. I Same have, game curling parlays is what we really need. Yeah, there we go. DraftKings Sportsbook, listen up. Same game curling parlays. I'm in on it. My bronze pick. I, I got to go with Canada on one of these. I will go Canada over Sweden head to head in women's curling, even money. Wow, we really have I like that. the curling. Yeah, I, I don't mind that either. We'll beat Sweden. There we go. Rob, bronze pick. Uh, I'm going to the men's luge singles, <laughs> which I handicapped again this morning by looking at the results of the past year and trying yes. to determine who I think is going to win. Uh, I don't know why or how Johannes Ludwig of Germany is not favored in this event. He's the second favorite. It's a very wide open event. If you look at the luge times this year, lots of close, you know, close results. So this one's going to be a sweat, but plus 375, Johannes Ludwig of Germany. I think he should be favored. He won five of the 12 World Cup events this year. Um, the guy that's actually favored, his name is Wolfgang Kindle. He only won three of them. One of them was a sprint. And I look at the times. Ludwig, by far the most consistent times. You're going to get a good performance out of this guy. Doesn't mail it in anytime he's out there on the luge, on the track, I guess. That's yeah. what I'm going with. How about Plus a podium finish? If he's consistent, say he doesn't win, he's going to be top three. Can we get something? You could, you could, but like, 
I don't care if I lay juice. I just want winners, Rob. Well, that, like they, they no, I, I hear you, but that doesn't excite choice. me. Like it, oh. it's not exciting for me. You know, I to cheer for a guy in the podium. Like I don't go to the track and bet a horse to show. I do. Yeah, I know you do. I'm one. saying that's not what excites me personally. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I don't want to win my money back if I'm betting the Olympics. I want a, I want a big score. Just play a triactor then. Like you, you know these guys. Do that's what like I'm that, saying. I do. Right? And yeah. box it. So, anyway. so, so here are some that the viewers came up yeah. with. Yeah, just to throw them out here. I don't. I mean, I don't know. If, I can barely. I couldn't pick out any of the people I just bet on out of a crowd. So, I mean, what's the difference at this point? Germany two and four in bobsled. Johans Thingis Bow in all three men's biathlon events. Under 0.5 official COVID cases. That one's pretty good, I think. So then someone's mm. saying Sweden's men's curling. I don't know about that one. Three to one. Uh, China, 22 to one. Mixed curling. Yeah. Hannah Eogberg, women's biathlon individual matchup over Dorothea Whiter, minus 120. <laughs> I, I, I actually really love the, the market on betting on official COVID cases. I think that's easily handicappable. When you look at, you basically have to look at who are the competitors to China in yes. some big events. Yes. And then you bet the over on the COVID cases for that country. Like if, if, if so this is under half for Germany, I would go through all the events that I think Germany is, is like going to compete in or favored to win a medal. See if China is also favored to win a medal in one of those events. And if they are, over if not under i think that there's something to that i really I do. agree all right that will do it on the pat mayo experience winter olympic special back to football next week guys and cam you're gonna be there uh, i did radio row in minnesota which was the worst place on earth to do a super bowl radio radio row because it was minus 31 out although it wasn't the mall of america which was nice don't I'm let, gonna be honest. Don't let them, I'd rather go to Minnesota no, than LA. No, it takes no, two no, hours no, to get no, away. No, 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 no LA is no, a no, disaster. No, no. To get it's around. gonna be nice. At least you, you will, you couldn't go outside during the Minnesota Super Bowl. It was just well, too cold. They're telling me not to go outside or don't wear blue or red because of the Bloods and Crips. I, I don't, I don't want to be sitting there did, at, did, at a hot dog did, stand. Did, did anyone <laughs> actually tell you that? Yes, yes. We actually had like a friend of the program on. No, 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 no. But coach, he's a brother. He's a black guy. Great. We love him. We love the coach, but he's right. You got to be careful. I can't be strutting down the streets of Inglewood. Like you got to be smart. You got to have your head on a swivel. It's like getting off track in Vegas. Everything. Oh, there's me and Gabe talk about it. Just because there's palm trees doesn't mean you're safe. It's not true. All right. Words to live by, I suppose. Uh, just don't let them keep you on air for eight straight hours a day without uh, any breaks. Because that happened uh, to me, and it was the nut low. It was awful. I have a, I have a feeling we're going to be working pretty hard. But I'm going to Vegas afterwards. So, Cam, uh, do you at least, at, have you at least learned the hand signals to flash just in case you come into the wrong territory? you got to tell them you're one of them, right? <laughs> what, what, like what, you're one of the Van yeah. Buren boys. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I'm money. I got a red hair, a blonde the, eyebrows. The blood, yeah. you know. brother of Brock Lesnar. Let's talk. <laughs> Are, are, do, were you really Please. thinking about just randomly walking around the neighborhoods? <laughs> was that was that an, was that gonna be an issue for you? Uh, I like to do it during the day, but no, yeah, at night I'd question. I, I'm actually surprised I'm alive. I made a lot of really bad decisions in Vegas, but we're still here to talk about it. I, I got lucky. 
There we are. I'll I've, see, been, I'll see. I've been there for some of those situations for sure. <laughs> I'll see you in Vegas in two weeks. Cam Stewart live on Twitter. Watch him on SportsGrid and catch him live from Radio Row all next week. He'll be back on Friday's show next week as we go through our gold, silver, and bronze picks for the Super Bowl. Rob Pizzola, betstamp.app. You got anything going on this? Are you doing a live Periscope Sunday chat of the giant slalom? No, I'm not. I, You know what? I'm getting pumped for the Olympics now after doing this <laughs> Special I today. I, I was not into it at all until I woke up this morning at nine o'clock, started firing through some odds and doing some research. And, and now I'm totally into it. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I think if the one thing I'm going to plug is I'm doing like a super prop special that's going to drop next Tuesday uh, for my podcast circles off. So anyone who, I mean, wherever you listen to your podcast or Spotify, Apple, whatever, we're on there, um, subscribe to circles off. We're going to interview basically dozens of people asking them for their best prop bet on the Super Bowl. Package it up, package it all together, and get it out for Tuesday next week. So look forward to that. And Rob, say hi to Whale Capper for me. He I will. Co- I, I'm a big fan. Really Drew, nice guy. Drew is a great guy. I talk to him pretty regularly. I will shoot a message saying Cam Stewart says hello. I wanted to get Perfect. your gold, silver, and bronze picks very quickly about your gold, silver, and bronze favorite sports to watch at the Winter Olympics. So for yeah. me, I, I really only have two. Number one is the aerials, the, the, the moguls and the flips and on the ski hill. Yep. It's one of the very first events. I absolutely love it. Uh, I don't know the names of anyone, but if someone's name sounds like they're from Quebec, bet on them. They tend to do very well at this. Number two, short track speed skating. It's like NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Yes. People are just running into yes. each other. I like that. I yes. don't, and you know what? I don't, the half pipe maybe would be third. So for me, I, I, I love short track speed skating. This is going to sound really bad because I know athletes work their entire lives to get there. But whenever you have one person that slides across the whole track and just takes everybody out, those are like epic moments for me. So that's kind of what I watch for. I, I'm not like, you know, I, I like the commotion and chaos. That's what I really root for. So short track speed skating is one. I love ski jump. I don't know what it is about that, that mesmerizes me with ski jump, but it's like, insane how far these guys are going through the air um and women as well i really like the ski jump and then honestly people think i'm crazy i'm not a senior citizen but i love watching curling in the olympics i I think it's amazing the strategy that's involved in it it's just you know hours go by and i can't look away i i just i love that it's like a mix of sport athleticism and strategy as well so those are the three for me that always stand out I'm really not down with luge, but I like the bobsled. I know it's mm. a little bit weird. You're, you're jammed up with another guy in there, but it gets pretty exciting. Like those times are pretty quick. I'm with Rob. I love Olympic curling. And what else are we going to do? Uh, what was the other one? Uh, yeah, the, the spe- speed skating rocks. I used to cover speed skating. It is a lot of fun. I love it. So so you would make that your gold, silver, and bronze? Yeah. Number one is gold bob, speed bobs- skating, a gold bobsledded. Speed- and curling bronze i I believe he said bobsled as long as you're not jammed up with some other guys well you are that's the that's the that's the whole problem you're in there he's in there how do they get the four-man bobsled in like that's a really tight combined a lot of uh pieces in there that that was another one that cuss said he could do he'd be like the third guy on the bobsled team (laughs) so so once again i I would actually i would actually pay to see that by the way speed skating what was number what was silver for you cam bobsleigh bobsleigh and what was number three Curling. Curling. All right. Curling. Well, those are our gold, silver, and bronze picks of our favorite sports to watch at the Winter Olympics. I want to hear from you out there. What do you got as your gold, silver, and bronze? And don't tell me that you don't fucking care about the Olympics.
No. You liars. might not do that. I just don't really care to hear that. I want to know what the gold, silver, and bronze is. Like, if you're not watching, don't watch. I don't really care about that. But you don't need to tell me about that because I don't care what you think either. Uh, Apple Podcast. Leave a rating and review, please, for the Pat Mayo Experience Podcast. Leave a rating on Spotify. Smash a like. Sub to the channel. And that will do it. We'll be back in a week's time with the best bets for Super Bowl 56. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!